Hello and welcome to the Rabbit Hole, the definitive developers podcast in scenic and shiny Chelsea location. Ladies and gentlemen, Stride has recently moved offices and we're moving on up over to Chelsea. So the intro is going to change a little bit because we're actually moving locations or we actually already have moved location and just wanted to give you all an update as to where we're currently recording and the recordings will now happen in Chelsea. Today, I have my co-host, Dave Anderson, our producer, William Jeffries, and our regular guest, Emmanuel Gennard. And today, we'll be talking about side projects and why do developers like to pick up side projects? Why should you want to pick up a side project? So many reasons, you know, like sometimes I just want to try out a new technology. Sometimes I have a problem. I need to solve it. All the reasons. We're going to dive right into those particular questions and answers and why people do it. I imagine we all in here at some point in time have started a project before. Why? Why would you do that to yourself? Why would anyone want to do that to themselves? I find the best side projects I've done have been this internal, internally motivated, where I've been interested in a language, been interested in an idea, in an itch. Oh man, I really wish someone would do this thing. Or wouldn't it be great if I can, you know, track my expenses the way I want to track them or something like that or with my goals in mind. And so there as a programmer, you often have the ability to put those ideas, to put your curiosity into uh, effect and use it. And all you need is your computer that you use or every day for work anyway. And you can just do a bunch of things on there. And so I think the biggest reasons that I would interested in doing side projects are, you know, that come from things I like and things I'm interested in. Yeah. Sometimes also it's good to like give back to the community or do something that will make people's lives easier. Like be it an open source project or a pain point that your team is facing that no one's really addressed yet. Like that could be an interesting side project you could even spend your work time on. So I've heard some pain points about life and as developers, we want to make things easier for yourself and inadvertently you can help out the community by sharing that particular piece of application to the world so that their lives are also easier and then everyone's lives are easier so when it comes to tracking your time or your expenses or whatever if there's an application that makes it easier for you who's to say that it may help someone down the line or someone else in the world so you just be able to put that on github or any other way of sharing your open source application to the world and have everyone have at it. I think another reason why, I mean, me personally, I like to learn new technology and I try to figure out some pain points and then purposely choose something like brand new in that space. So like an example that I have, I've been trying to just trying to figure out a reason to, re- to learn React Native. I've been using React for some time and React Native seems to be like the new wave for mobile development. It's like, oh, it would be useful for me to learn this thing that's brand new that people may be interested in hiring me to do. So why not just learn how to create like a form or something on React Native just to figure out how to do that? Mm -hmm. Do you feel that the side project always needs to be work related? Because I have mixed feelings about always like I have sometimes trouble keeping staying motivated if I'm waking up on a Saturday morning or, or Sunday afternoon to do something that I feel is like almost like work. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I agree. Like it, it is nice to have like kind of something fun and maybe like whimsical with it. Like I've, I've did a visualization of a choose your own adventure using T3 and like a Python graph library. And I read the choose your own adventure and that was the fun part. I like tracked everything in a database. That was the less fun part. <laughs> and then like visualizing it was also the fun part. Like it, and just reading the entire book cover to cover was also awesome. Yeah. Cheater. <laughs> <laughs> you chose all the adventures <laughs> in this book there's actually a, a, a page two where they're like hey you didn't choose you broke it yeah. <laughs> hacks I think learning is like a motivator but like sometimes you're right like I don't want to wake up on a Saturday morning to, to learn I think like side projects that involve money it's also a pretty decent motivator. Mm-hmm. Not like something where it's like you're like, I feel like if you're making your primary form of living through this project, that's your main project. Mm-hmm. Like that's just want to make that distinction. But like if it's something small and you're getting a small amount of monies as well as learning this new tech, I feel like that also helps. But I mean, it's kind of difficult to find a side project that would pay you like enough where you are motivated to do it because that would probably become your main project yeah i mean yeah. mining bitcoin <laughs> mining bitcoin yeah Ethereum, returns and, and, I, and doge dogecoin by the way so you know, don't forget the doge one of the striders here has a like yoga app for mobile that actually is sold in an app store and makes money yeah so like that's, that's kind of sweet yeah, maybe you should pair bones. up with him you know see if you can transport it to our uh, react mobile React Native. React Native, yeah, for, for all mobile devices would be really cool. There's a Strider with me at a client who is has two side projects. Whoa. Well, yeah. Whoa. He is working on a mobile app to help people sign in or participate in the Broadway lotteries for shows. Because uh-huh. he, like, is every morning he's, like, joining all the lotteries for shows and the apps that are doing that are kind of really bad and he wants to make a better one. And at the gym he goes to, they have a pretty poor website with oh, wow. some ridiculous stuff on it. And he spoke to the owner and and, given, and he's redoing the website for the gym. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Nice. I mean, that incentive will probably be like, hey, I'm doing your website. Can you give me a free gym subscription? Not even that. He's, he's being paid cash. Oh, man. yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's good stuff, too. I yeah. Mean, I mean, that's the incentive that, that we yeah, were discussing man. earlier. You know, whether it's the pain point of trying to find an easier way to join the Hamilton lottery yeah. or making some money on the side to help your local gym community. It's pretty dope. That gym website was really bad. Man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I saw it. It was like, it was like, it hasn't been updated in like 15 years. Awesome. Yeah. I need wow. uh, yeah. like the Space Jam like that. Have you guys seen uh, the Space Jam website? It's still the same from 92. It was a good year for websites. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just like, I think an idea of like to figure out another reason I find myself, I've done a side project before was when I realized I was going to a, when I first picked up React and going to a React client, I realized, hey, I I need to find a better way to learn faster than just like being on the client and doing React related work. So I ended up, you know, trying to do some React code at home, like whether it was following a book or video, or actually just like trying to build something small, whether it was like a, a small form or something of that nature. My projects are small, so they're usually just like forms and shit. 
Mm-hmm. Excuse me. They're like forms and stuff. But <laughs> uh, I do think that like once you get the idea of like, you know, how to change text and input from a user and whatnot, it's like you cover a lot of, of that. And then, of course, there's CSS to style it and make it look nice. But you can learn that some other time. And CSS is probably like you can take that knowledge with you from CSS and use it later on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's say you, you're interested in a side project, right? Maybe you... Let's say I'm. Let's say I'm interested in that project, and I'm kind of really into it. Have you thought about trying to get someone else interested in it, and or yeah, how to try get someone else interested in it, and get other people to help you do it? Yeah, I found that the main the main trick for that is sharing credit. Like people don't want to work on your side project; they want to work <laughs> on their side project. Yeah, I remember one thing that made a big difference for me because I started a side project and ended up turning into my main project. And one of the key things that seemed to shift people's perception of it was when I took it off of my own GitHub and put it onto its own GitHub organization. Oh, interesting. Hmm. So, right, people were probably like more willing to work on something that was part of an organization than say that belonged to you. Is that right? It was like, oh, this is a this is its own open source project. It's not right. William's open source project. Uh, that kind of adds like an air of legitimacy to it too. Also, so, that like, yeah. It's like, oh, it's not just this guy doing it nights and weekends. It's like <laughs> we together, you know, are part of this thing. And you have like write access or read access or push access to like a organization repo, not Williams repo. Yeah. Yeah. And we ended up creating a nonprofit for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once you get the domain name set up, you can get, you can give everybody email addresses. Uh, it oh. feels like they're part of this company. Right. And, so you, and then they actually are part of a company after it. So you build a up. community actually around this application that then allow people to also be more, give an incentive to join in and be a part of the open source community that you created from your project. Yeah. We had a regular meeting every week. So there was a touch point for volunteers to come. We put ourselves up on meetup.com and started recruiting people through there. We joined competitions and tried to get other people who were interested in the competition but didn't have a project. Mm. There are a lot of ways you can get people to sign up. There are a lot of people who want a side project but don't have an idea of their own or want to glom onto something that seems like it's already successful. Mm. That's interesting. You mentioned at the beginning that this was a side project that became your main project. Yeah. So you have a job while you're doing this and then? Yeah. So the company is called HeatSeek. It's a nonprofit that helps people in low-income housing who don't have access to adequate heat in the wintertime. And what we do is we make web-connected temperature sensors and we put them in people's apartments and we monitor the temperature all winter long. And then that way, if somebody isn't getting adequate heat, there's data, there's hard evidence that you can use to show the city or to show a court to force right. the landlord to turn the heat on, mm-hmm. which previously was a big problem. Right, because I believe in New York City, at least, given a certain temperature, your household needs to be between a range that's warmer than outside. And if it's not, then it's kind of illegal for your landlord or the super to have living conditions like that. Yeah, exactly. So to have the... Oh, I see. So this application actually kept recorded data of the temperature if the event that it was colder than the range that was legal for a tenant to have, you can then use that for evidence for whatever the case may be if the event you pursue legal actions. Yeah. And so the app 
in addition to interfacing with the hardware, also produces graphs and charts that you can then bring into court or take to your landlord to complain or whatever you want to do with it. But it was a side project for me up until we got enough funding for me to quit my job. And then at that point, I became a full-time CTO mm-hmm. and did the startup thing for a while. Oh, that's awesome. And helping mm. out the peoples who that's were unable interesting. to get who are unable to get heat. Did you find it hard to just balance that with your job? I mean, I suppose it probably got big before you were able to get funding, right? Right. Yes, that was hard. (laughs) 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 Definitely. I was a little worried that my employer was going to find out about the project and be upset with me. Did you have a agreement that you signed with the employer for like the work that you produce like during your employment belongs to them in some way? I don't know if they ever had like a legal claim to it, but the whole thing had an MIT open source license on it. So I think it was pretty safe. Okay. And I'd also started the project before I started working for that employer. So I think it was mostly fine. Yeah. That's always kind of scary though. Like when you're like reviewing a contract for a new job, it's like, wait, does this mean that they own my like YoBobby.com? Like, <laughs> that's my YoBobby. Yeah. I really hope that's not the case because YoBobby.com is awesome. It's a gold mine. Yeah, please don't go if you like, but don't, I guess. Yeah, now everyone's going to want to go to CEOBobby.com. <laughs> As William mentioned before, that was a project that I imagine you saw a space that was necessary for people to, you know, who deal with this particular situation and this issue to figure out how to gain evidence, which is pretty amazing to see, like, the self-actualization of the New York City people not getting heat. And then I guess there's other projects like mine where it's literally just the website with the face on it. Side projects are just things that we want to do in, in all aspects of, of life, I guess. Right. Yeah. Uh, I guess the question that I have about side projects is when, when it's a side project, when do you find the best time to work on a side project? Is this something like you guys do over the weekend or is it in the morning? Because like me personally, I'm a morning person. I try to wake up like where I have like an hour of time to see if I can, you know, finish a feature or something in the hour. Plus one for morning people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I find weekends work best for me. I think it varies from person to person, though. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Dave? I tend to like doing reading in the morning, just like something relaxing. And if I'm coding, then inevitably I'll probably end up being late at night and doing it in a big block of time mm. oh so you read you do the the learning in the morning and then in the evening you crunch out yeah oh interesting yeah i just can't sink my teeth into something during like a one hour period yeah i've, I've been finding that to be a problem like especially with react native because like javascript you just get the error undefined is not a function and you just have to kind of figure out what the error means and that's been a, that's been a very painful experience in my one hour side project. It <laughs> ends up being an hour of Googling. Yes, that's exactly yes. what it is. If you can find a way to convince your employer to let you do it during paid time, that's really the best. We all happen to work at, at Stride, which has a ProfDev policy. And so you can work on your side projects and get paid for it during working hours. You mean I could have been getting paid for YoBobby.com? Is that, is that what you yes. tell me, bro? <laughs> really? I think so. <laughs> oh I, think, I didn't think working on YoBobby.com is its own form of payment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yeah. 
Yeah, but I should have said some Google Analytics. On no, that? no, no. I'd I love to see what happens after this episode. Yeah, I, I, I actually <laughs> have to. Yeah, right. yeah. Once new, we new close, PR. yeah, once we close up shop, it's gonna be a quick retrospective on the episode, followed by Google <laughs> Analytics. Yeah, I, I have a question actually. What's up? So when like I I always like have so many ideas for side projects, right. and I start so many of them. Like, when do you feel comfortable just abandoning a side project and saying that it's done? As soon as I lose interest. Yeah. <laughs> there were a couple of people on the internet who started doing a project a day. I think there was one person who did a project a day for 100 days or maybe oh, yeah. a full year. I heard about her, yeah. And she got, I think she got hired really quickly after yeah. that. Like, it took her 100 days or less? To get no, her. no, she did a project a day for 180 days. So she would ship something at the end of the day, sometimes like three in the morning or whatever before she went to sleep. Wow. For six months, and she did 180 projects. Yeah, it was really interesting and inspiring what? to watch. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Like it was something from really simple, like websites to some more complicated stuff. As she got better, right, and like over the over the six months, she did more and more. Yeah, it was really interesting stuff. That's really cool. I've heard of people doing that with music, but yeah. I feel like with music, it's you can just kind of like jam it out and be like, okay, find it's a song. You jam out that code, man. <laughs> sure, yeah. Gotta change my uh, mental model for code. Yeah. Gotta jam so, on it. Yo, Bobby. Yo, Bobby 2. Yo, Bobby <laughs> Yo, Bobby 4. Revenge of the Bobby. <laughs> there was one really, really cool one that went kind of viral. It was an Amazon purchasing app that would accept a certain amount of money. And then it would spend all of that money on random things on Amazon and ship them to you without you knowing it. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds... Oh, wait, like just completely random things or random things from a wish list? That no, you right, give it? completely random things. Oh. It's a great way to get you in trouble with your wife. <laughs> yes, I imagine that would not pan out very well. Wow. Yeah. It's like, oh, why do we have these fishing hooks and a, a bag of rubber bands? Well, I don't know. Well, I've just been spending money by sending it to this app that ships me random things. Who's the, <laughs> who's this like underwear for? Does it fit anyone in the yeah. house? Yeah, exactly. these, are, these are for you, yep. but these are my size. <laughs> Quadruple extra large t-shirts. Why? Well, the yeah, question is why yeah. not? Because it's completely random. Yeah, that's interesting because it like opens up the, the question of like what is the space of things that are available on amazon.com? Man, I feel mm. like I, I need to write an app that'll return random results on Amazon now because I'm kind of interested in what that would be. I don't know. Yeah, without spending <laughs> the money. <laughs> yeah, but not spending the money. Yes, yes, yes. So I know before I purchase whether I want this completely random thing or not. Are there any of the side projects that people want to share? Yeah, I have a side project where I volunteer for Scripted, and one of the things that can sometimes be difficult is getting the kids to answer questions or to even raise their hands sometimes. And so I thought it'd be fun to do a random name picker where you put the students' names into a, an array and just randomly pick them out. So I worked on that. It was actually, I wanted to do it all like TDD style, JavaScript TDD style with plain JS without any framework or anything, using just plain DOM dom queries and things like that and right. it was it was really interesting to, to do actually and i really enjoyed it and the kids sort of liked it i don't know if the kids liked it that much <laughs> they still have answer the questions <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but it was it was really fun to do you you get to style it however you want i got you know i style it however i wanted i did kind of wrote the code how i wanted i got to play around with different ideas of putting things, things together it was fun yeah Awesome. Yeah. When you have mentioned random name generator 
took me back to the late nineties where like you put in your name on this random website and it gives you like your Wu-Tang clan name version or something like that, which I thought was always funny. It's like, yeah, here's, here's some random name that we'll give you. Yeah, <laughs> Here it is. The good old internet <laughs> in the nineties before Y2K. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's where I thought you were going with that too. Yeah. You're going to be like naming the kids random things. <laughs> oh, like yeah. Wu-Tang names. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to see that those were other people's side projects, such as here's your Wu-Tang name. If you gave us your real one, thought that was always a uh, clever. I feel like that's always like a good, like a good way to have, have fun because I feel like I've seen a, like, recent couple of those recently like last couple of years right just show up yeah like hey give you a name it'll give you like your startup name right <laughs> or or the product name with that missing vowels and stuff <laughs> or the r yeah. at the end i yeah. think you're just trying to get out of naming your first daughter scalene yeah no I, that's not <laughs> happening guys i'm not trying I think you're gonna name your first daughter scalene. no that's but that's been a conversation my wife has been been mentioning i'm not naming her after a triangle that has <laughs> no equal sides. That makes no sense. Dude, it's like, like beautiful, it's a, like no, beautifully imperfect. No, 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 no. <laughs> is the best triangle out of three. Well, equilateral and right, whatever. No, I, scaling's not happening. I mean, my wife does have the ultimate say when it comes to <laughs> right, So, was it about to be scaling you now? Yeah, they got to carry, she has to carry a baby for nine months, the least. I can do is not you know, get angry at the name that gets chosen. I will be bitter. I will be bitter. Their whole life. Yeah. There'll be an underlying bitterness. Exactly. I'm like, like child didn't. Yeah. That'll, that'll, that'll make me really angry, I guess. And just to wrap things up on side projects, I hope this episode was inspiring to, to our listeners that, we're interested in either making a Wu-Tang Clan name generator or something more aspiring as William has created before in time. It was a great, great conversation with you all. Thanks for, for hanging out. Do you have any teaching learns today? Yeah, sure. So I've been working with React a lot more for the first time in a while. It's been maybe over a year since I've looked pretty deeply at it and the ecosystem has changed a lot and especially around testing. Like the right. testing ecosystem around React has changed quite a bit. Like you now have things like Enzyme where you can do shallow rendering of your components where you don't need to render the entire tree of things out. It's it's pretty awesome to work with. I've I've been enjoying working with that. And I've also kind of been looking at Just as well a little bit, how you can kind of do a snapshot of the render and have to have less crazy things in your tests less assertions it's just like does it work yes Good. yeah that's really helpful we started using i'm working on an angular 4 app and before you, there's a, some built-in testing framework i believe it's karma and, and protract with angular we switched to jess it's been really nice it speeds it up the snapshot testing sometimes obviates the need for certain specs it's really cool Nice. Yeah. yeah. It's very interesting you guys actually give thumbs up to Jess because I think when Jess was 
first introduced, it was like like really bad, and people really disliked it for some reason. <laughs> and then they revamped it, and then it just became amazing, which is really really cool to hear. Because back, I've been using Mocha Chai Sign On to to do my React testing, and using just like Facebook utils. So like the enzyme stuff is really really cool, but the client uses uses Facebook testing utils. But I hear a lot, a lot of good things about Jess, so I can't wait till I'm on a project. With yeah, you. I haven't, I haven't used it myself, so I'll be picking uh, Manuel's brain about that later. Cool, awesome. I like to thank my co-host Dave. Thanks for jumping on down to yeah. our fabulous new Chelsea location. My pleasure, as always. William for producing. Thank you for coming on down, and our regular guest Manuel. Always a pleasure having you. Super regular. Super, yeah, our regular. <laughs> this is the regular, super regular. Feel free to hit us up on twitter.com slash radio free rabbit. This is the rabbit hole. We'll see you next time.